is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts at. Thank you for listening. News brought to you by Joe Dub and the Newsmax.com is on websites on information. Ho <laughs> ho. On Newsmax.com today, um, the main story is Bannon prepares appeal for contempt conviction by Lusa Kangendor. I wish I could pronounce that right. Friday, 26th of July, 2022, 10.30, 6.00 p.m. Eastern District Time. I'm only going to read the first art on the first part here. Steve Banner, a one-time advisor to former President Donald Trump, informed Fox News Tucker Carlson on Friday that he plans to appeal his recent contempt of Congress conviction. I think the law is with us in a number of situations, Bennett said. I think some of this is really going to be adjusticated, maybe even higher than the appeal uh, the appellate courts. I'm feeling very confident that we're 100% right on the law, but I'm going to fight this all the way. The statement came after Bannon was found guilty of charges for refusing to complain, comply with a subpoena from a ho- from the House Select Committee investigation, the January 6, 2021 Capitol riots. Now, that's the news. We're going to go to story time, okay? Let's go. Story time, story time, story time, brought to you by Joe Dog. Okay. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz on the Bridge by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 2. The Council with the Munchkins. She was awakened by a shock so sudden and severe that if Dorothy had not been lying on the soft bed, she might have been hurt. As it was, the jar made her catch her breath and wonder what had happened. And Toto put his cold little nose against her face and whined. Dismissively, Dorothy sat up and noticed that the house was not moving, nor was it dark 
for the bright sunshine came in at the window, flooding the little room. She sprang from her bed and with Toto at her heels, ran and opened the door. The little girl gave a cry of amazement and looked about her, her eyes growing bigger and bigger at the wonderful sight she saw. The cyclone had set the house down very gently for a cyclone in the midst of a country of marvelous beauty. Marvelous beauty. There were lovely patches of greens word all around with stately trees bearing rich and luscious fruits. Bakes of gorgeous flowers were on every hand, and birds with rare and brilliant plunge sang and fluttered in the trees and bushes. A little way off was a small brook rushing and sparkling along between green banks and murmuring in a voice very pleasing to a little girl who had lived so long on the dry gray prairies. While she stood looking eagerly at the strange and beautiful sights, she noticed coming toward her a group of the queerest people she had ever seen. They were not as big as grown folk she had always been used to, but neither were they very small. In fact, they seemed about as tall as Dorothy, who was a well-grown child for her age. Although they were so far as looks go, many years older. Three were men, and three were men, and one a woman, and all were oddly dressed. They wore round hats that rose to a small point a foot above their heads, with little bells around the brims that trinkled slightly as they moved. The hats of the men were blue, the little woman's hat was white, and she wore a white gown that hung in plates from her shoulders. Over it were sprinkled little stars that glistered in the sun like diamonds. The, the men were dressed in blue of the same shade as their hats and wore well-polished boots with a deep row of blue at the tops. The men Dorothy thought were about as old as Uncle Henry, for two of them had beards, but the little woman was doubtless much older. Her face was covered with wrinkles. Her hair was nearly white, and she walked rather stiffly. When these people drew near the house where Dorothy was standing in the doorway, they paused and whispered among themselves as if afraid to come farther. But the little old woman walked up to Dorothy, made a low bow, and said in a sweet voice, You are welcome, most noble sorceress, sorceress, to the land of Munchkins.
We are so grateful to you for having killed the wicked witch of the East and for setting our people free from bondage. Dorothy listened to this speech with wonder. What could the little woman possibly mean by calling her a sorceress and saying she had killed the wicked witch of the East? Dorothy was an innocent, harmless little girl who had been carried by a cyclone many miles from home, and she had never killed anything in her life. But the little woman eventually expected her to answer, so Dorothy said with hesitation, You are very kind, but there must be a mistake. I have not killed anything. You're Host did anyway, replied the little old woman with a laugh. <laughs> and that is the same thing, see? She continued, uh, pointing to the corner of the house. There are two toes still sticking out from under a block of wood. Dorothy looked and gave a little cry of fright. There, indeed, just under the corner of the great beam and um, beam nine, beam the house rested on. Two feet were sticking out, sh shot in silver shoes were on with. Oh, sure. Really, I'm not having trouble here. Ah. Oh. Shot in silver shoes with pointed toes. Oh dear, oh dear, cried Dorothy, clasping her hands together in dismay. The house must fall on her. Whatever should we do? There is nothing to be done, said the little woman calmly. But who was she? asked Dorothy. She was the wicked witch of the east, as I said, answered the little woman. She has held all the munchkins in bondage for many making uh, many years making them slave for her night and day night and day now they are all set free and they are grateful to you for the fa uh, for the favor who are the munchkins inquired dorothy they are the people who live in this land of the east where the wicked which rude are you a munchkin asked dorothy no but i am their friend although i live in the land of the north when they saw the witch of the east was dead the munchkin sent a swiftly messenger to me and i came at once i am the witch of the north oh gracious cried dorothy are you a real witch yes Yes, indeed," answered the little woman. "But I am the—I am a good witch, and the people love me. I am not as powerful as the wicked witch who ruled here was, or I should, 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 have set the people free myself. But I thought of all witches were wicked," said the girl, who was half frightened as facing. A real witch. Oh no, that is a uh, that is a great mistake. 
There were only four witches in all land of Oz. The two of them, those who live in the north and the south, are the good witches. I know this is true, for I am one of them myself and cannot be a mistake. Those who dwell in the east and in the west are indeed wicked witches. But now that you have killed one of them, there is but one wicked witch in all of the land of Oz. But one who lives in the west. But, said Dorothy after a moment thought, Aunt M has told me that the witches were all dead years and years and years ago. Who is Aunt Um, um M? inquired the little old woman with a surprised smile. She is my aunt who lives in Kansas where I came from. The witch of the north seemed to think for a tie with her head bowed and her eyes upon the ground. Then she looked up and said, I do not know where Kansas is, for I have never heard that country mentioned before. But tell me, is it a civilized country? Oh, yes, replied Dorothy. Then that accounts for it. In the civilized countries, I believe, there are no um, witches left, nor wizards, nor sorceresses. Nor magicians, but you see, the land of Oz has never been civilized, for we are cut off from all the rest of the world. Therefore, we still have witches and wizards amongst us. Who are the wizards? asked Dorothy. Oz himself is the great wizard, answered the witch, sinking her voice to a whisper. He is more powerful than all the rest of us together. He lives in the city of Emeralds. Dorothy was going to ask another question, but just then the Mutchins, Mutchkins, who had been standing silently by, gave a loud shout. Oh! and pointed to the corner of the house where the wicked witch had been lying. What is it? What is it? Asked the little old woman, and looked and began to laugh. <laughs> the feet of the dead witch had disappeared entirely, and nothing was left but the silver shoes. She was so old, explained the witch of the north, that she dried up quickly in the sun. That is the end of her, but the silver shoes are yours, and you should have them to wear. She reached down and picked up the shoes, and after shaking the dust out of them, handed them to Dorothy. The witch of the east was proud of those silver shoes, said one of the much kids, and there is some charm connected with them, but what it is we never knew. Dorothy carried the shoes into the house and placed them on the table. Then she came out again to the munchkins and said, I am anxious to get back to my aunt and uncle, for I am sure that you will worry about me. Can you help me find my way? The, munchkin, uh, the munchkins and said, 
to the Munchkins and said, I am anxious to get back to my uncle and uncle, for I am sure the... Uh, oh, oh, the Munchkins and the witch first looked at one another and then at Dorothy and then shook their heads. At the east, not far from here, said one, there is a great desert, and none should live to cross it. It is the same at the south, said the other, for I have been there and seen it. The south is the country of the quad quadlings. I am told, said the third man, that is the same at the west, and that country where the Winkies live is ruled by the wicked witch of the west, who would make you you her slave if you pass her way. The north is my The North is my home, said the old lady, and at its edge is the same great desert that surrounds the land of Oz. I'm afraid, my dear, you will have to live with us. Dorothy began to sob. <laughs> At this, for she felt lonely among all these strange people. Her people, her tears seemed to grieve the kindle of the kind-hearted Munchkins. For they immediately took out their handkerchiefs and began to weep. Also, as for the little woman, she took off her cap and balanced it on one. On the end of her nose, what? While she counted one, two, three, in a solid voice at once, the cap changed to a slate on which was written in big white chalk letters: "Let Dorothy go to the city of emeralds." The little old woman took the slate from her nose and, having read the words on it, asked, "Is your name Dorothy, my dear?" Is your name Dorothy, my dear? Yes, answered the child, looking up and drying her tears. Then you must go to the City of Emeralds. Perhaps Oz will help you. Where is the city? asked Dorothy. Is it exactly in the center of the... Uh, it is exactly in the center of the country and is ruled by Oz, the great wizard I told you of. Is he a good man? inquired the goat anxiously. He is a good wizard, whether he is a man or not, I cannot tell you, for I have never seen him. How can I get there? asked Dorothy. You must walk. It is a long journey through a country that is sometimes pleasant and sometimes dark and terrible. However, I will use all my magic arts I know of to keep you from harm. Won't you go with me? pleaded the girl who had begun to look upon the little woman, old woman as her only friend. No, I cannot not do that, she replied, but I but I will give you my kiss and, won't, and no one will dare to injure a person kissed by the Witch of the North. She came close to Dorothy again and kissed her gently on the forehead, where her lips touched. The girl they left round shining mark as Dorothy found out. 
Soon after, the road to the city of Emerald is paved with yellow bricks, said the witch, so you cannot miss it. When you get to Oz, do not be afraid of him, but tell your story and ask him to help you. Goodbye, my dear. The three mushkins bowed low to her and wished her a pleasant journey, after which they walked away through the trees. The witch gave Dorothy a friendly little nod, rolled around on her left heel three times, and straightway disappeared, much to the surprise of little Toto, who barked um, barked after her loudly. When she had gone, because he had been afraid even to growl while she stood by. But Dorothy, knowing her to be a witch, had expected her to disappear in just that way and was not surprised in the least. That's the end of Chapter 2. Come next week to read Chapter 3, How Dorothy Saved the Scarecrow. This was The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, underbridged by L. Frank Baum, read by Host Show Dog. Please follow us on, um, on Apple. Follow us on Apple iTunes. No, Apple Podcasts. Android, um... People, follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. On Kindle devices, follow us on Spotify. No, not Spotify. Um, follow us on Audible Podcasts. This has been Thunderhead Pictures Podcast. Um, story time. Sorry about going, but this is the end of Thunderhead Pictures Podcast. You've been caught in the storm. Come back next week to enjoy the next episode. You can support this episode right in the Support link in the description of this episode or the description of the show itself. Support might end if we want to play music. So stay tuned to the episodes to know when that is. Okay, we are going off the air. You've been caught in the storm again. Ha ha!